the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Being firmly settled in an understand in the same understanding that Paul had about what God has done for us in Christ. That's being established. The way you're established today in your Christian life is for you to have a firm grasp built up in your inner an edifice, a structure of the sound doctrine communicated to us through the ministry of the Apostle Paul. That is what Paul's authority as an apostle is all about. That's his apostolic purpose. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 8, Paul said, For though I should boast somewhat more of our authority, which the Lord has given us for... You see, Paul had been given authority in your life, in my life, as members of the body of Christ, and the authority is for edification, not just to tell us who we aren't. We're not Israel. We don't follow Israel's commission. We don't follow Israel's Pentecostal signs and wonders. We don't follow Israel's baptisms. We don't follow Israel's this or that. Not just that. But to build us up authority for our edification. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 10, he says, The Lord has given me, uh, he talks about the power which the Lord has given me to edification. Now that issue of edification is very important in Paul's mind. That's the focus of what his ministry is about. If you come to 1 Timothy chapter number 1, to the end of his ministry, as he instructed uh, Son in the Faith, as he's beginning to pass the torch to Timothy, he says to him in 1 Timothy 1 verse 3, As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some, command them, put them under orders, like a general would to us, that they teach no other doctrine. You see, we're not to teach any doctrine other than what was committed to us by Christ through the ministry of the Apostle Paul. Neither give heed to fables. Don't pay attention to the to the to the the stories that focus on the experience of people and endless genealogies, the, the who's who crowd, which minister questions. They don't stabilize you, they destabilize you. They don't know for sure what's going on. They cause you to be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Rather than godly edifying, which is in faith, that's what you do, Timothy. Now, godly edifying, that word edify, edify, uh, that that is to build up. The word edifice is, is a structure. It's talking about a building. There's to be literally a a structure or a building of sound doctrine erected in the inner man of the believer. Paul calls it godly edifying. The edification is to be accomplished uh, in, in your inner man in accordance with the dispensation that God has in effect. 
You see, it's only through the doctrine committed to the Apostle Paul that real edification can take place. Verse 16, he said, Howbeit for this cause, I'm in 1 Timothy 1.16, I obtain mercy that in me first... Jesus Christ might show forth all long-suffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. Notice the me first there. Paul is the, is the first one to have this information communicated to him, and then the information is communicated to him is a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. Now, if you come over to 2 Timothy chapter number 1, you'll see this issue of the pattern spoken of again in a little different terminology. 1 Timothy 1, verse 13, Hold fast the form of sound words, which thou hast heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus, that good thing which was committed to the, unto thee. That is the doctrine, this truth has been committed to our trust, keep by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. Notice how he describes the doctrine. He calls it a form of sound words. This form, this pattern, this blueprint that was given to Paul. That's why Paul said, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation. There is a, a form in which the foundation is laid that gives structure to the foundation. A building, an edifice, a structure of doctrine... There's information, doctrine for the body of Christ, that he's talking about here. And he's talking about a design in which that doctrine, a form in which that truth is to be communicated in order to accomplish godly edification that produces godlikeness. Now, that form, you say, what is the form of sound words? Well, in 2 Timothy 3.16... You see Paul express the pattern of scriptural instruction in a form. 3.16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, fully grown, complete. What is perfect? Through leaves unto all good works. Perfect, having completely equipped to do everything God has for you to do. And there's a, there's a pattern of scriptural instruction and in righteousness that is doctrine, reproof, correction. Doctrine is to tell you what the doctrine, what the truth, what it is we're to believe. Reproof says, here's how your behavior is to be carried out in line with correction is to say, here are false things that you believe and that truth should correct these things. So reproof has to do with conduct. It has to do with prioritizing life and having the sound doctrine live out in the details of your life. Correction has to do with, with, with your belief structure, keeping it straight, false thinking that gets in, all based on the doctrine. So the pattern is doctrine, reproof, correction. Now, that's important because Paul's epistles, Romans through Philemon, are laid out in that kind of reproof, correction, structure. That spiritual Romans, the great book of doctrine, is followed by Corinthians, a book of reproof, Galatians, a book of correction. Then you have Ephesians, the, great, another, the next great book of doctrine, and Philippians and Colossians. Then you have Thessalonians, the next great book of, of doctrine, and so forth. You see the, the pattern developed. 
Now, if you come back to Romans chapter 16, you'll see that when Paul concludes the book of Romans, he says, 11 and 12, says that he's gonna, he wants to give them information whereby they can be established. And he, and, he, and he writes down, he puts down in the book. He said, I can't send a book to do what I would have done if I had come there. And in the book of Romans, he lays down establishment, foundation, truth. When you come to the end of the book of Romans, you see Paul saying, now you've gotten this foundation doctrine, now there's some more to get. Romans 16, 25. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel, that's what's in the book of Romans, and there's some more to come. The preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began but now is made manifest. That's that unprophesied mystery program in which the agency of the church, the body of Christ, is being formed. And by the scriptures of the prophets. That's the outworking of the program of God in, 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 in how it relates to all of the program and plan of God in all the Bible. So you have this pattern. First, there's foundational information about my gospel. There's an orientation to the grace of God found in the book of Romans. Then there's the mystery, the unprophesied The next great book of doctrine, Ephesians, focuses on that. The first set of doctrine in Romans focuses on the cross work. Then Ephesians focuses on the unprophesied program of the forming of the church, the body of Christ. And then you have the next great book of doctrine, Thessalonians, that focuses on how all of that relates to the, uh, how the mystery program and the prophetic program relate together, because Thessalonians focuses on the coming of Christ. And then you have the pastoral epistles that focus on the congregation, this doctrine about the cross, the coming, and the, and, 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 and the cross, and the, the church, and the coming, about the, you, you, the, 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 the finality uh, and, and the foundation, in, 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 of orientation to grace, about the fullness that's produced with our, our orientation to the plan and purpose of God in the body of Christ, and about the glorious future that's ours, how all of that doctrine, as that edifice is built up in our, in our inner man, in our soul, then it, you, you've got this house of doctrine inside of it that you can live out of for God's glory. And then all of that information living in the believers is then to be manifested and expressed in the local congregation that produces the, uh, the, the, the pillar and the ground of truth and the expression of godliness or godlikeness in a community. Then it's God's Word working in you that believe. Titus chapter number 1, the Apostle Paul writing to Titus, the, the, uh, the wonderful companion, says, Paul, a servant of God and, and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect, and the acknowledging of the truth which is after godliness. Notice that Paul's apostleship is first according to the faith of God's elect. The faith, the doctrine that God's people are to believe and understand comes from the apostleship of Paul. And it's for the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness. To acknowledge something is to recognize it. And that you would be recognizing the truth, which is after godliness. There, there, there is a truth that pursues, that goes after, that seeks, that tries to produce godliness, whose objective is godliness. 
the truth which is after godliness we're to acknowledge, you and I have to recognize that it's that it's the the message committed to the apostle Paul that gives us the truth that produces god likeness in our lives and that's the result of godly edification and in Paul's epistles there is this specific design First the foundation, my gospel. Then the superstructure, the mystery program, the unprophesied mystery program of the body of Christ. And then the, 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 the observation deck, how we get up on the top with a complete orientation to what God's doing. How he's equipped us to live on planet Earth for his glory and what he's going to do with us in the ages to come. Then we're able to see how that relates to the whole purpose of God. And we live with the big picture of God's plan in view, and rather than being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine that comes along and every little thing that happens throwing us in, who wonder what God's doing? We have a firm, complete understanding of what God's doing. That's what Paul's epistles, what Paul's apostleship is designed to create in you. Christian life built on a firm understanding of what God's doing. And that truth is what produces God-likeness in your life when you believe it. Let me offer you a free Bible study tape that will put some of this stuff in perspective for you. It's entitled, The Form of Sound Words. Friend, if you've ever wanted your Christian, if you've ever wanted to get a grip on your Christian life, to stop being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, carried away by every little thing that happens, if, if you've really desired to have a stable Christian life with the victory that you know is in Christ, that comes through godly edification. This Bible study, The Form of Sound Words, God has provided that for you in Paul's epistles in such a way that you can't miss it even, well, miss it. It's it's so clear, and it's so easily. I'd like to give you that tape. And by the way, if you have children in your home, maybe you've got kids or grandkids or, or your kids' friends or the gang to hang around with, we, we have a... We, we have a, a book, a little little club in our, our assembly called the Miners Club. It's a program to teach the gospel of the grace of and and, and the principles of grace to our children. Uh, it, it's a, uh, a, a a Bible club from six to to thirteen years old, uh, because we we teach the children to dig into God's word to find God's riches uh, in, in, in Christ. Uh, the, the club has a, has a handbook and, and uh, caps and songs and trophies and shirts and all that kind of stuff. But they have a fun book. It's called The Adventures of Bob and Betty. And, and this fun book has, has stories, songs. Uh, I set tape in the book. Where it, where, where it will teach the, the children the, the, the song, the minor song, theme song. Uh, you can listen to the, the, the adventures of Bob and Betty. Four of the, of the adventures are on the tape you can listen to. If you're traveling, you know, you can put it in the car, let the kids sing. Children just fall over themselves with this little book. And uh, you can be assured it's, it's, it's got coloring pages in it to color, and colors are provided. It's it's an opportunity for you to see that you can start your children off in the edification process when they're young. Now, the book, The Adventures of Bob and Betty, sells for $5. And I'd tell you, uh, we, these things sell like hotcakes when, when you put them out around people because they have children, they can see the value of them. I would, I'd like to give you a copy of it. I'll give you the first copy for free. I'll pay for it. The Adventures of Bob and Betty. If you want more than one copy, they're $5 a piece. That's real reasonable, just the cost that it takes for us to print them. But either the, the, the cassette, 
uh, tape, the Bible study tape, the form of sound words. I'd give you that for free. I'd love you to have that. And if you're interested in getting your children started right, I'd be willing to give you one free copy of The Adventures of Bob and Betty, and you can have other copies for $5 apiece. Simply call me here at our toll-free number, 888-535-2300. It's 888-535-2300. Or, of course, you can write me here at the, at, at the Riches of Grace, Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 601. That's the Rich Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 608. My friend, we also want you to know about Grace School of the Bible because we have a we have a rather uniquely designed three-year institute program available on an extension basis. Unique in in several ways. First, we we follow the Pauline design for the edification of the believer in our curriculum. Rather rather than patterning our curriculum after the standard systematic theologies that are uh, used by most Bible institutes and Bible schools and seminaries, we followed a clearly designed outline and pattern for found in Paul's epistles. And what that does is grow to maturity uh, the Pauline way and, and to quickly be prepared for the ministry that the Lord has for them. Another, another uniqueness of, of Grace School of the Bible is that it's offered on an extension basis through the use of a video. In other words, we, we send the school to you rather than requiring you to us. And what that does is allows you to enjoy the regular sound Bible teaching and edification in the comfort of your own home and to fit it into your own scheduling demands and the, and the ministry that perhaps you already have where you are or you have ever desired to be student of God's Word, why not call us today for a free catalog? That number again is 888-535-2300. And let me also say thanks to those who are helping us to keep this program on mission. This is uh, genuinely listener-supported radio, and I hope you're encouraged to know that there are folks in your area who love the Word of God rightly divided, and who rejoice in the message of grace and the joy of the grace life. My friend, if you don't have a fellowship to attend this week, grace is taught from the rightly divided Word, and the grace life is... Call me, and we'll put you in touch your area where you can find that fellowship encouragement. Our number again is 888-535-2300. Or, of course, you can write me at any time at The Riches of Grace, Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. And, friend, you're still not sure of salvation, that your sins are forgiven, and that you have eternal life as a present possession, be sure, and we'll be happy to send you some gospel literature that will make the way plain. That number again is 888-535-2300. Thanks for joining us today, and until we meet again this same time and place next week, Maranatha. I want to live the world, though Satan's darts at me are hurled, for faith has called the joyful sound, a song of saints on Still I'll pray in 
Meet with over 100 employers from around the area. It's the 23rd Annual Mayor's Job Fair, January 31st. All job seekers are welcome. That's Wednesday the 31st from noon to 4 at the Orlando Fairgrounds Expo Building off West Colonial. Free parking and admission. Dress interview ready and bring plenty of resumes. Get the details registered today. Visit CFEC.org. Don't miss the job fair on January 31st. CFEC.org. Hey everyone, it's Pete Paquette here on The Word and hope you're having a blessed day. You know, from Bible study to listening live to getting devotionals and messages of encouragement, it all happens right here in one place. You can download The Word app in your device's app store. All powered by Karen Eastray Law, probate and estate attorney. Online now at altamontlaw.com. Download The Word app today. I'm Alistair Begg from Truth For Life. The Bible reminds us not to forsake getting together. So let's go to church this Sunday. AM 990 and FM 101.5. The Word. WTLN Orlando. Portions of this broadcast hour are pre-recorded. Make It Clear Ministries has sponsored this Make It Clear broadcast. Are you looking for truth from God's Word that you can understand and apply to your life? You'll find it today on Make It Clear with Dr. Stan Pons, Bible teacher and president of Clarity Christian College, formerly known as Florida Bible College. Listen now as Stan makes it clear. The resurrection of Christ, at least in, not in truth because He is God. But now you have erected for other people who might embrace that and they think they're on a heavenly trip. The only problem is they're on a heavenly trip to hell because that's not the truth. But for a moment, if you're saying good works is what gets you to heaven, there's no grace in there, it's all of you, all good works, then what you're saying is Jesus never did need to die. So the whole thing of Jesus is not necessary, it's a farce. If you're saying that going to heaven is by grace, through faith, but also you must do something to get saved or to stay saved, then you're saying that what Jesus Christ did was good, but it wasn't good enough. I have to help him out. He did his part. I got to do my part. You don't have grace then. You have perverted grace. And the only grace is, is where God says, you don't deserve to go to heaven. You don't deserve your sins for to have me in a personal relationship together. But I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do it by sending my son to you. You don't deserve it. He died on the cross, rose again. And if you engage by faith alone, then you are now receiving that grace of God. And so those of you who are our guests today, I really love you. But I want you to know God loves you more and He proved His love. And that while you were yet sinners, He died for you. Over that verse, you could write the word, that's grace. <laughs> and the sister word is, that's mercy. It's all together. So do the grace test with them. It's very important. We're saved by grace, kept by grace, disciplined by grace, and taught by grace. It's all God's grace. The fourth test is the character test. So when you listen to these guys and you read the books and you hear these people that are teaching, does it pass the character test? I'm going to speak a little bit to this, and I'm I'm speaking about myself. And those of you on the radio, I want you to know, I know what I'm saying. There are people today, for whatever reason, they feel more comfortable with staying home and watching television evangelists, great Bible teachers for themselves on TV, whomever they might be. And I'm not going to identify them, although I'd sure love to give you some of my opinions on some of them, and you can ask me privately, and I will. And remember, sins are like armpits. We all have them. They all stink. But I'll give you my armpit, like Carol says. Not hers, mine. So anyway, I'll give you that later. But right now, listen to what I'm about to say. It is very easy to be enthralled by a great speaker. Yay. A great communicator, which means a speaker can give you a lot of information, but a communicator reaches into your heart. 
But what he's speaking to you does not necessarily mean it's accurate. But a great speaker. You go to the seminars. They're great from the distance. You hear them. You follow them like a guru. And you make sure. And you know a little bit about their, their, their doctrine. And they may be doctrinally right. I'm not even slamming that part of it. The question about character. Do they live what they speak? Think about what I'm about to say. You can be a great communicator of truth and we might be able to receive it, but there is especially power when someone is modeling the message. The great tragedy today is that we don't always see that these guys live what they preach and teach. So now what happens is we're probably is, is enthralled by it. The better the communicator, the more we'll listen to them. Instead of how true of their life do they live to that message that is doctrinally straight. So let me just encourage you to do the character test. Find out a little bit about them. It's very important that we do that. There's one man that's on television now. His past, some 20 years ago, he left his wife, married his secretary. You'd have to know them to know that. You don't see that on television. He stole the name of a church that was in his community and now he names his church after that and another church basically had to change their name and fold up after it was a thriving church. That name away from him. All the property that, that's owned is not owned anything by the church nor denomination. It's all owned by him. So he owns millions of dollars worth of property that people have given to. That's now his. He raised money for a school but instead of doing that he put it towards the radio and television ministry. Doesn't believe in eternal security. Has a skewed view of the nation of Israel and of the Jew and a whole bunch of other stuff that's in question as well and so all I can tell you right now is that you can be a great communicator but does your character back up what you really believe and preach next character the last one is a quick one but it's the edification test does what you're being taught by that person through modeling and messaging does it build up God's people if they're using God's word God's word will destroy the sin and the evil but will also build up the believer. And so will it really do that? Now, why is it best that you hear from a teacher and test what they have to say? Now, listen to the rest of the verse. It says, test everything, hold on to what is good. Some of you are flipping your paper, and that's okay, because I know you want to get on to the other. But listen to this. The reason we set this test up, we don't despise prophecy, so we want to receive it. We want to test all the prophecy, all the Bible teaching that's coming our way, is not so that we become a critic of everybody. I'm a critic of that teacher. We now enter into discernment ministries, and we kind of put down everybody because we take everybody's message and we take a sound bite out of it, and now we discount them except for that one discernment ministry who they're perfect because they're God's gift. The problem with all of that is we become destructive, and this verse says we test it, so that we now will do the positive. Hold on to that which is true. So instead of being a critic and spending your energy always criticizing others, take the truth that you are told, embrace that truth, and teach that truth no matter the cost so others can have it as well. And that's what it's talking about. Hold on to the truth. Don't just be the world's greatest biblical critic of others. Demonstrate grace, grace before truth. Okay, let's go a little bit further. about God's will for us, God's word to us. Now we need to move into God's work in us because the biggest question now is, okay, pastor, I know all of that to be true, but I, I can't do what you're saying. I, I don't know if I can pull all this thing together. And you're right, you can't. So God has to do it within you. God has to be the one to help you rejoice. God has to be the one to help you to pray unceasingly. God has to be the one to get to thankful for everything. God is the one who's got to remind you of the Spirit's power and source in your life and why you don't want to quench Him. God is the one that tells you, you better look at the prophecies that are out there. Don't despise them. You better receive them. But if you're going to do that, you need to test all of this. Because you can't do this by yourself. The Spirit of God has to do that. Now, before He gets to do that, 
You've got to understand there's one more step, and this is critical. And that is that we have to look at the evil and avoid every kind of evil that's in our life. Now, when I see that phrase, it says here, avoid the evil, avoid all appearance of evil and all of that. I got thinking about that. And I want to think about some mature Christians. And I'm going to put something before you and see if you think this might be true too. We have over here two columns. We have the column over here that we know absolutely that that is wrong. That is sin. That's a per- wicked. That's evil. And you might come up with your own ideas. What in the Bible would say that is evil and it's so evil you wouldn't do it. You just know you wouldn't do it. That's in this column over here. Then we have another column over here that we say this is pretty bad stuff. But, and I'm working on it and, and I know it's not really good. But I can tolerate it a little bit right here. And as long as nobody else finds out about it. And as I'm working on it I'm a little bit better than I was before. And so now we have this horrible thing over here. And we have this column over here that sins are kind of, kind of bad but not real bad. The maturing Christian. Did you catch that phrase? The growing, progressing, maturing Christian is moving the item that they're tolerating over here into the column over here to avoid. The non-maturing Christian recognizes that there are two columns in their life and they're allowing it to be and kind of hoping that this other column that has the kind of mediocre sins will eventually kind of jump over to the I won't do that any longer. This verse doesn't say, wait on God and he'll tell you when to avoid sin. Here he says, as a straight command, you've got some stuff in this column. All that stuff has got to be transferred over with one little click, copy, paste into this column right over here. And I have to avoid it. Now, being a pastor for 35 or 40 years and knowing people the way that I do, Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.